0: Hi, and welcome to The Social Angle, a podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Digital Content Director, Vinnie Driscoll, and on this episode, I am joined by editor and wordsmith, Christine Shreve, to talk about the importance of crafting well-written and impactful social media copy. Christine, welcome to The Social Angle.
1: Well, thank you. And I'm calling myself a wordsmith by... From now on, by the way, because I love that.
0: So I love it too. And you know, when I was looking through your profile for somebody for this topic, you know, I really liked your about you page on your on your website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, you know, she is definitely somebody who I want to um, pick the brain about because mm-hmm. you know, this is a topic that I'm passionate about as well. Um, you know, this is you know, editing, crafting great copy for social media. How important it is in the digital age where it just seems like. Everything that you see on social media has typos and grammar mm-hmm. issues. So we're gonna get we're gonna get into that in a few minutes. Um, but before we get started, can you take a minute to introduce yourself, your business, and how you found yourself in the promo industry?
1: Uh, my name is Christine Shreve. Business: um, I'm the director of marketing and outreach for LinneyPenny.com and Applique Getaway, which is an industry trade show. I also own my own company, Christine Shreve Consulting, and I consult on marketing, social media, writing. Um, anything basically about building your image, I guess you would say. How I got in the promo industry, we don't really know, honestly. I kind of, I took a job as director of marketing for a company that no longer exists called Enmart. I was their director of marketing for 14 years. They were a supplier for garment decoration more than anything, but I kind of just snuck in. And then I started getting mixed up with you promo people. And now I'm just here. (laughs) You're I love stuck it. with me
0: now. I love it. Um, I think we all have really great um stories about how people how we got into the promo industry. You know, I've oh, been yeah. in the industry for 15 years. The first year I was here, I hated it. Um, <laughs> but here I am 14 years later and I and I love it. Um, you know, and I've heard of similar stories that are, mm-hmm. are really, you know, equally interesting about how people have found themselves sort of by accident in this industry. And then once they're in it, they really love it. Um so again, we have a great topic. We're going to talk about the importance of uh, crafting well-written um, and impactful social media copy. Um, but before we get into the questions, Christine, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, a poll that I ran. I ran a poll on my Twitter account earlier this week. And the question was, do spelling and grammar on social media matter to you? Um, so here are the results. And I got quite a number of hits on this one. So yes, very much was the number one answer. It got almost uh, 50% of the vote, uh, right. s- somewhat got about 37% of, of, the, of the vote, not at all, about 9%, and I barely notice about 4%. So the overall majority of people seem to really care about spelling and grammar on social media. Do these results shock you?
1: They do, because I would have thought that there would be a higher percentage saying it doesn't matter because when I call when I complain about it or take someone to task about it. The response I always get is, oh, it doesn't matter. Why are you worrying about this? You know, and to me, I'm I'm a grammar Nazi. I don't love that phrase, but it's the only one I can think of from way back. I was raised by librarians and teachers. So, if you did not speak properly and write properly when I was growing up, you were in deep trouble.
0: Yeah, I came from the same sort of uh, environment. Uh, very mindful of grammar, and you use that mm. term "grammar Nazi." It's like it's still very popular on social media. You know, you yeah. check out the hashtag, and you find people who sort of rant about poor grammar and typos. Um, so, so your website—you have your own website for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it says you have been a writer and editor for as long as you can remember and you place a, a high value on marketing copy. Why is that important to you?
1: I think well written copy can do so much for the message that you're trying to put out there. And it's really striking to me and maybe I noticed it more than most people would because words are what I do, but The wrong word or the wrong phrase in just the wrong place can throw everything off and saying something that you think means what you want it to mean that doesn't mean what you want it to mean can derail, I mean, can get you in a lot of trouble. So word choice is really important. How words are put together is very important. And it also has a lot to do with the image that your company will have out there in the world, I think. I mean, there are some people who say, oh, it doesn't matter, whatever. If I don't write that well, it's not a big deal. And I think to some extent, as long as you have a basic mastery of you know, basic grammar, spelling, stuff like that, you're probably fine if your words don't sing, so to speak. But to me, I just think taking the time and effort to make sure that you're really crafting the message that you want to send is really important. And that means choosing the right words, using them in the right order. Phrasing things the right way, and there's an—it's like music in a way. There's an art and a rhythm to that, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think you know it, it's an important distinction to say that when we're talking about marketing company, we're obviously talking about from a business perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, social media has you know multi-faceted components. There's there's sure. personal, there's business. You know, and I've and I've watched how social media has evolved over the last you know dozen years or so, and I've watched how some people treat their personal you know copy Mm -hmm. differently from from marketing copy you know there are people who who do they have different personas you know like i for instance when i write on my social media personal accounts i may not you know capitalize the first Mm -hmm. letter of a sentence you know like or for yeah so to me i feel like like there's a difference there like you can have your own sort of style personally but when it comes to marketing and your business I think you have to really be mindful of what you're doing and making sure that the message is right the first time.
1: Well, and I think there's also kind of what you're describing is, is, tends to be called code switching. Like you use the vernacular and the style of speech and whatever that the, the world that you're in is using. They talk about it a lot with people who are black or Latino or whoever it was who, talk and act one way at home and then if they go to a predominantly white school or something they may code switch to speak differently and act mm-hmm. a little differently and i think it's the same thing with there is a business vernacular so to speak there's a business language and i think there's a personal language for a lot of people too and personal be maybe a little more freewheeling free wheeling a little more colloquial right. um lots of big words i'm throwing out here but um, you know, I think, and business, there's a language that business people speak and you don't have to love it, but you have to at least acknowledge that it exists.
0: Right. And then it's important too, yes. um, because, you know, you are professional business, uh, even though you may be in, 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 a industry that may be less, you know, tuned into mm-hmm. the, the verbiage and, and, but it's still important that you get it right. So let me ask you about, um you know, when it comes to creating content for social media. Sure. Um, in, the, in today's, you know, environment, it seems like the emphasis is is on video and imagery. You know, everyone wants the visual, right? You know, the, the, the great image, the great video, but without good supportive copy, uh, there can be a disconnect with your audience. What are some tips on making sure your verbiage aligns with your creative?
1: I think the, and I have to say, up front on this. I was a late adopter for the image, for the image part of it. I'm not a picture person. I'm not a video. I'm, I'm words all the way. Right. Um, so it took me a while to figure out how to marry the two. And I don't know that I always even get it right now, but I think a lot of what you need to be aware of is make sure that there's a connection between whatever your imagery is and whatever your words are. You know, there are, sometimes people will put things up and they'll go, oh, the picture is just for attention. And it doesn't have anything to do with the post, Drive Me nuts.
0: Yes. I'm like, you
1: know, find a picture that goes with the post, whatever the, you know, make it, make there be some connection between the two things. And I think also the other thing that people sometimes miss is that your picture has a style. You know, you can do a picture that's really energetic with lots of color and lots of things going on in it or a video, and your copy is going to want to be married to that a little bit. So if you're doing a really energetic image, whatever it is, and I talk with my hands a lot. So that's okay. So if you're doing that, then you want to make sure that your copy is a little more energetic. And at the same time, if you're doing something that's a more somber picture, or is more, Um, formal for some reason, then you want to make sure that your language is that way too. And I think there's an art to that. If you're marrying pictures and words, you have to be able to write to the attitude or the style of whatever your image is. And a lot of people just think, oh, I need an image. And they don't think about kind of linking the two.
0: Yeah, I think you're you know, you touched upon a lot there. So tone is I very did. important. I think tone is very important, and especially when you're, you know, I, I use an example because I come from the news industry, uh, mm-hmm. where we had to be very mindful about whatever news we were promoting in social media. Um, if it was something somber, you know, death, you know, using exclamation points, you know, yeah. there's a debt, there's a disconnect there, right? You know, it doesn't look very good. Um. So, but one of the things that drives me nuts is when somebody um, drops a link into social media, and it pulls in an image, and it pulls in the title of the story. And then they use the opportunity to for verbiage to just reuse the same title that's already being pulled in. To me, mm-hmm. I think- then you have the title of the story being pulled in and then in your description area it's the same title to me that's lazy and it's a missed opportunity you know you want to kind of further the it almost come up with the deck line you know it's like here's a little bit more of a snippet about what's in this story that's an opportunity to pull or out
1: why it's important
0: why it's why important. are
1: you sharing it why do you think i need to know about this
0: right and i think that's that's a missed opportunity because yeah. you have a certain amount of real estate to work with on social media, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're not given much because once you start creating too much copy, then there's, it, it creates a more, you know, link. So you have to click Mm -hmm. down just to read more. So you have an opportunity there to really sell what what you're pushing on social media. And I think it's, sometimes I see a missed opportunity with businesses. You know, they're just kind of lazy. They put in the link and they push, you know, publish, And then the link is got the same title twice. To me, I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, there's Mm -hmm. your perfect opportunity to kind of you know give a little bit more information about why people should be taking that click. Yeah. So let's totally agree with that. Yeah. I mean, and look, we can go on for a while about you know marrying the the image with 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 the the copy Mm -hmm. or even with video. If you're creating a video, I, I mean I can go on all day, like you know, video and imagery, like keep keep the text off of both of those like i think that when you put too much text on an image it could be very detrimental to uh, a post it, it turns into almost like an ad you know people see an an mm-hmm. image with a lot of text on it boom it's like their eyes just glaze over they don't want to they don't want to see it cuz it looks like an ad keep the keep the images clean of text videos too you know you don't want to look like an ad when you're creating video
1: i would agree with that
0: all right, so let's talk about the messaging. Um, you know, It can be very persuasive and it can mm-hmm. lead to engagement like clicks and call to action, which we just discussed. Poor messaging like typos and grammar um, can completely derail a post's intent. What are some tools you'd recommend ensuring your copy as tight as can be?
1: I think the first thing, and it's really, really basic, but it's something that I forget to do sometimes and it usually trips me up. Just take an extra second and read over what you typed. Because a lot of times people get in the, I've got to post mode. I've got to post it right now. I've right. got to do it right this minute. And especially, like, I know my personal kind of problem is I type really fast. Right. Especially when I'm in the kind of, I have a really, something I really want to say. And I'm just going to, and typing fast can lead to mistyping, not sure. on purpose, it just happens. So I need to take a second and go back and read it. And sometimes, honestly, what I'll do is I'll type something up and then schedule it and then give it five, 10 minutes or whatever, and go back and look at it just to, just because I need the distance. Right. Because sometimes you don't see the typo right away. And then if I go read it and it's fine, I'll put it up. Sometimes I miss it and I have to go edit and fix it later. It happens. But I think that's one is just, You know, give yourself a little distance, even if you have to leave the thing on the screen and go away for a couple of minutes and then come back, just to make sure that you didn't put a typo in it. Um, I can't claim brevity is one of my strengths. It's not, because I'm a wordsmith. So I I like words, but I think if you can get your message across in fewer words, that's probably a good thing. So sometimes the editor hat will come out and I'll type up what I want to say. And then I'll go back and go, okay, I don't need that sentence. Those three words can go, this is redundant, you know, whatever it is. And again, doesn't take a ton of time, but it just tightens the message up and gets the point across that you want to get across.
0: Right, right. Um, There's a, phrase that I I didn't hear until I I got into this industry, Um, and it comes down to proofs, you know, Mm -hmm. proofs of what you're doing for your business, proof early and proof often. And I would take that into the same type of mindset that we're talking about here with copy. You know, make sure, like you said, you know, constantly edit yourself I would also maybe even send it to somebody else and, and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" But also, I think it's important to use the tools that are available to you mm-hmm. that are very simple, like Grammarly. I don't know if you've got Grammarly on your computer, uh, but Grammarly has been awesome. Like Grammarly, Grammarly integrates with everything that you're doing on your computer. You know, your word documents. Uh, when you're typing, if you're typing in a social media. Uh, Area like a social media box, it integrates in there, so it lets you know if you're spelling something wrong or something mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. So to me, I think there's a lot that that people can do on their own to make sure that they're avoiding those typos, those grammar mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes even I am like, is this the, is this the right subject ver- verb agreement? I'm not even 100% sure. Uh, and then Grammarly will have that suggestion. I'll click on. I'm like, oh yeah. And then I'll Google. It. I'm like. Oh my goodness, I was wrong on that. Probably not something somebody would have called me out on, but it's still nice to know that you know I was doing this wrong probably for the last forty-five years of my life. So you know, to me, I feel like um, you know grammarly has certainly been one of those uh, saving graces for me.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that people can do that often gets forgotten is know what you're trying to accomplish with what you're posting. I think that's something that people, I don't want to say people slap things up because I think that's kind of pejorative and I don't like that, but I think sometimes people put things up maybe with an intention, but they don't necessarily craft the message that gets the result that they want. So you know, like you were saying, maybe send it to somebody else. And I've been saying, take a minute, and you know, so take an extra minute too, and look at it, and say, what am I trying to get this to do? And does this combination of images and words generate that result that I want? And it's you know, it takes more thought, but it gets you better results. So,
0: yeah, I agree a hundred percent. You know, there's no reason to not try to edit something. You know, um yeah. like just creating something and posting it. Yes, yeah, you can go back and you can edit it like in most social media platforms. You can't do it on Twitter, and that's been a source of a lot of frustration for me in the past. Where I make a typo on something in Twitter, it's already gotten a lot of great interaction. You know, I've gotten
1: mm-hmm. you know ten
0: likes, I've gotten comments, and I'm like, Oh man, there's that glaring typo. There's nothing I could do. Um to me, I feel like you know, you when you have that editing function or that feature on social media platforms, it makes it easy for you to be lazy and say, you know what, I'm just gonna post this. And if I make a typo, I can go back later and change it. Um, so, yeah, to me, I feel like, you know, it, there should be emphasis on making sure that the the copy is as good as it can be before mm-hmm. it goes out.
1: Right. I like this. I like the comment we got here, too.
0: Oh, we got Lindsay Bond. She says, yeah do you use something like Hootsuite or Facebook meta business to schedule out your posts? Yes, Lindsay um, thank you for your question uh, I actually use both of those um, this new Facebook meta business has been, I don't know if you've gone into it Christine yet mm-hmm. um, it's pretty amazing and it rivals what you can do on Hootsuite, I, we, we also use Hootsuite um, but yes, uh, I think that what Facebook is doing in their business suite is is pretty awesome. And if I were a company like Hootsuite, I'd be sweating because this is all free. Uh, this, mm-hmm. this Facebook um, meta business is definitely free. Uh, I use it uh, and I love it. Um, and I'm, I've been using it for now for about a week, week and a half. And it rivals what Hootsuite does. Now, Hootsuite obviously offers more than what Facebook does in terms of you know the capabilities but for sure you know that is something that um, you know if you're not using Facebook uh, meta you know for your business to schedule content out you should be looking into it and if you're paying money for something that all you needed to do is schedule stuff then for sure that is uh, something I would look as a, a cost savings um, so thank you for your comment Lindsay um, now Christine, I have to ask you now, we got to talk about creating great copy. And I know we've kind of touched upon um, a, a few things there, but mm-hmm. do you have any effective strategy for creating killer copy for social media? <laughs> uh,
1: honestly, the thing that I've learned over the years is that the best copy for me is the copy that sounds like me, if okay. that makes sense.
0: Um, so, so Christine is the business, so you are the business.
1: Well, the business or most of the jobs that I've had, I've been the face of the company, okay. I've been the spokesperson, I, that's what I do now, that's what I did previously. So, people got to know me, and so from from my perspective and from the company's perspective, sounding like me and talking about the things that I would talk about was an effective strategy. And I think for most business owners, for small business owners, anyway, that this may not work as well if you're a multinational company, but you know, for for most of the business owners that we'd be dealing with, in this space, um, sounding like yourself is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And that means and I guess, maybe sounding like yourself isn't what I want to say as much as be genuine. Yeah. Be true to who you are and what, who, what the values are as a company. And, you know, don't try to be really exciting and woo woo and, you know, fireworks all over the place. If that's not who you are as a business, if that's not who you are as a person, a lot of people think that they have to build a persona right to be on social media, or they think they have to be, you know, an Instagram model or whatever, and have this perfectly curated sure. world that they live in. And honestly, that's a, that's a lot of work. And it's very, I think people are getting less enamored of that. Maybe I want to say, you know, we know it's all fake. We know that you take 49 shots to get that one perfect right. shot, you know, and we know that your your kitchen is barricaded for three days. You can get that perfect shot of the take that, you know, and it's like it's lovely, but it's not sustainable for most.
0: people. So being genuine. is Yeah,
1: being genuine. And I think being genuine is also what helps people trust you. And, you know, we all know that businesses that are trusted are businesses that people buy from.
0: So Um, I would say that You know, you want to know who your audience is. Oh, yes. The the network. So if you have a younger audience, you know, and uh, a more, how should I say this, you know, hip or or trendy industry that you're in, you know, you can, you know, use, and we're going to talk about something that segues into uh, creating like colloquial uh, verbiage and and content. You can kind of use emojis and you can use colloquial Mm -hmm. language in your marketing messages. And I think that. It all really kind of comes down to who is your audience, who are you speaking to, and it could be you have different audiences on different networks. Like for instance, LinkedIn is a little more buttoned up, a little more professional. Yeah. Uh, maybe less emojis, less colloquial verbiage there. Maybe um, Instagram is where you have a little bit more uh, flexibility in terms of coming up with a copy that's a little, you know, more slangy. You know, it's it's a little more fun, it's a little more light, and I think that's. Uh, that's important to really know who you're talking to and what your audience is, uh, I think is important because it's okay to change your marketing message based on platform, you know, and I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, actually.
1: I actually demand people do that. I hate people who schedule everything and it's the same message right. on every platform and it's too long for some and it oh, drives me nuts. And I think what you just said, this is something I preach all the time, so I can't believe I missed it. You have to know your market before anything. Yes, I, this is the number one thing that just aggravates the ever loving crap out of me when <laughs> I ask people. People will tell me why I'm doing social media and it's not working. What? What's why doesn't this work? How come you're saying social media is so great? And I'll say, well, who are you trying to talk to? Well, everybody. Oh, okay, everybody, right? Is your problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, you, you have to know your market you have to understand them and nobody's market i hate to burst anybody's bubble who might be out there thinking this is true nobody's market is everybody right I mean, not even campbell's super or coca-cola or nike right. any of those people nobody's market is everybody
0: right so knowing your audience i think is 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 clutch in being able yeah. to craft that marketing message. Um, so uh, so let's talk about the colloquial slang, um, you know, language like GUNNA, G O N N A, and WANA, W A N N A. And then you got the internet and the, you know, SMN shorthand like OMG. What are your thoughts on using that in your marketing messages? And I think we kind of touched upon that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but what about you personally?
1: Personally, I think it depends a lot on your personal style and who you're talking to. If the audience that you're talking to is using those acronyms, I guess acronyms, I don't know what you call them, the, the internet shorthand, or they're using emojis or they'll know what SMH means, or they'll know what OMG means, you know, then use them if you're comfortable using them. If it's not something that is comfortable to you for whatever the reason, if that's not how your language works, then that's something you need to look at but i think the first thing is what we were just talking about mm-hmm. know how your audience talks it's it's the code switching thing again understand how the group you're in speaks and learn how to speak like them and if they use you know smh and omg and lol and you know or wtf or laughing or what rofl or whatever it is you know right. use those if they right. don't and i think again it's also another case about of what we were talking about earlier if you're talking about something very solemn and you know something that has a lot of impact then maybe you don't want to do that because the language won't fit with the subject matter but so you have to be kind of aware of what kind of atmosphere you're trying to create and what your subject is. But I don't have any particular issue with it in terms of, you know, gonna, wanna, I've used them myself occasionally sure. when it was appropriate. I But I think you need to be aware of of the people to whom you're speaking and you need to understand what their language is. I'm, gonna, I'm going to write a post differently if I'm speaking to, let's say college professors than I am if I'm speaking to first year college students, most likely. Right,
0: right, right. Because
1: they speak differently.
0: Right. And so, they engage differently. You know, yeah, it's like, and they engage differently. Yeah. And it, you so, know, you may miss the opportunity to make a connection with, you know, a college student if you're a little too buttoned up. And, you know, conversely, you may, you know, fail to make a connection with the college professor if you're, you know, you're Too loose. So I think it's it's very important that you know your audience. And and look, you know, people ask me all the time, well, how do I know who my audience is? And I think that's also a great question too. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's a it's a subject for for a different podcast. But to me, you know, I can give you the shorthand. Like you, analytics are available to Mm -hmm. you through all the social media networks. And I would just do trial and error. You know, keep posting content, be consistent, try different. Uh, you know, messaging approaches, see what resonates, see what doesn't, see what hits, you know, it. and look, it's, it takes time. And that's another thing about social media and a completely different topic. We can do another day. It's like, so there's nothing, there's no magic bullet to social media. To me, I feel like <laughs> you have to, <laughs> you have to keep at it. You have to keep working. It's going to take months. It's going to take mm-hmm. possibly years. I see people, businesses get on social media and after a month they say, this sucks. This doesn't work. This is garbage. And I'm like, well, how long did you try? I've been on for a month and I haven't gotten any sales. I'm like, well, what do you expect? Like social media is not magic. Like you have to work at it. You have to figure it out. Um, You have to understand eventually who your audience is. And then once you know that, you can start to create content and craft the messaging to that audience. And then you're going to start to see results. And I think that's that's my like little rant for the day. Social media (laughs) takes work. Like you anything have, else.
1: you've been sitting in the back of some of my lectures apparently because you just basically gave one whole section of one of the lectures that i do pretty frequently so which is that yeah it's a marathon it's not a sprint
0: you right, have absolutely. to be
1: prepared for the long term and that's one year. of my huge pet peeves is yeah people coming up to me and saying well social media doesn't work well how long have you been posting well i did three posts and i've been on for a month and i'm like well Yep. Gee, I don't know why people are talking to you.
0: (laughs) Yes. Story of my life. I I hear the story. You know, it's as old as time. To me, I feel like you know, it's but look, the people who get it, you know, and have been doing social media for a long time, they really get it and they've been doing some great things. So I have a couple more questions questions for you, Christine. So let me ask you this one. Um, I know how I would answer, but I'm curious what you think. Is it ever acceptable to create a social media post without any type of messaging?
1: Without any type of messaging.
0: So in other words, you're just posting like an image, you're posting a link to something, you're posting a video. You have that opportunity to to create a message there that's outside of of what you're what you're posting in terms of the creative. Is it ever acceptable to not use a, a message? Because I still see this happen all the time.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go, there's a couple of things I want to approach about this. First of all, I think it depends on the platform a little bit. Uh-huh. You can get away with posting pictures without necessarily having copy on Instagram. Uh-huh. You can do videos on TikTok without any copy, I think, and that would potentially work. Uh-huh. Um, they'd have to be very well-crafted. Video would probably work without any additional verbiage more than um pictures would
0: because
1: video you can put the message in the video i agree so i think in that sense my answer is a qualified yes depending on platform in general especially like on especially on facebook and well twitter if you don't have words on twitter yeah your time there's no you doing yeah and facebook Hmm. I tend to feel more like Facebook needs words, but that's me and I like words. Um, So I guess my answer is a qualified yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You you know, I would go with, I would go with it's, it's never okay. Only because like I'm a word person. Um, You know, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. If you don't, at least take advantage, um, and I even think that just using an emoji, sometimes one emoji, can say a lot more than just leaving the the area blank. You know, the description blank. Now look, like e- even if something, you know, it's you know, it's a story about something solemn or somber. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about even just a sad face. You know, emoji. Right. Like that's conveying to people the way you're feeling about it. Like you're not just putting out a, a a link to a sad story, and you're just leaving it open to imp- interpretation. To me, I feel like add something there. You know, that's mm-hmm. what it's there for, um, and it's important. I you know, look, is it okay? Yeah, possibly. Like you said, with videos, there's always videos. To me, I think sometimes. If it's video content, people don't even read the description. They go right into right, the, video. They go right the video, especially when it's autoplay. You know, you're scrolling through your feed. You don't even mm-hmm. read the description. So yeah, I can make a case for that. But when you have a link or you've got an image, you know, add a little something to it.
1: Oh, you know, it's a link, definitely. Because yeah. with a link, it's like, why is this here if you don't tell me why you thought right. it would be relevant or why you wanted me to see it, you know? So, yeah, I totally agree with you on links. So, like I said, qualified, yes. And I'm always probably going to lean more toward having additional commentary than not, just because I'm me. But whoops. I don't know what happened there. Did you freeze? Did I freeze? Interesting.
0: I'm not sure what happened. Hello, hello. There? Uh, there we go. Oh, I'm okay. not sure.
1: Did you freeze or did I freeze?
0: I think we both froze. I think we just had an unstable connection there for a second. So weird. Yeah, that's okay. You know, when you're doing a live video, chances are stuff like that's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, so- and I mean at this point, I've we I've had hosts drop out, I've not been able to get into things. It it all is what it is.
0: And again, that's another topic for a, for another podcast. Yeah, we,
1: how we've to handle so many... the unexpected yeah. in live streams.
0: Yeah, it's it's always a, a, a good time. So let me ask you one more question. This is a final fun question. What is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to to misspellings? I know mine. I want to hear Ooh. yours.
1: Misspellings?
0: Misspellings. Or, or grammar, typo. typo um, misspell- grammar
1: the The one that gets me the most in terms of grammar is seen instead of saw, okay. I seen something. uh-huh that that one bugs me. just I don't know why that particular one. Um misspellings, oh, wow, a lot of them. capitalizing everything, not capitalizing what you should be capitalizing
0: right right?
1: <laughs> um. I don't know if there's an actual, like, misspelled word that really bugs me, but misused grammar is, you know, seen instead of saw. Or, oh, apostrophes where they're not supposed to be.
0: Yes, yes. Using
1: using an apostrophe S to make something plural when that's not how it works.
0: Right, right, right.
1: drives me insane.
0: And I think that's a very common mistake because that's how you do, How that's how you, you know, make possessives, you yeah. know, for everything else, but when it comes to it, you know, a possessive is ITS, you know, it is, is IT apostrophe S. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people make that mistake and I see that and I'm like, oh, it's no apostrophe or there's an apostrophe that should be there. Um, for me, I think when I see issues with your and your, you know, Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, that kind of drives me nuts. Um, you know, there, there, and there, those, I think those are very common. Um, you know, I think those are, are ones that, um, you know, I see all the time only because it's just part of the normal conversation and comments Mm and, and, you know, even when it comes to business, uh, marketing copy, when I see those mistakes, I'm like, oh, like, no, like that's the wrong there. Um, yeah. So we do have another comment um, from Eliza. She she works for ASI. She writes. Do you rec- recommend any apps for grammar or proofreading?
1: Hmm, Scrivener I've used, um, and I like it reasonably well. Um, honestly, I don't use a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm I'm old enough that I, I'm kind of old school. I just do it by hand for the most
0: part. Right. Well, you and I are the same, you know, we're, we're a little bit older school. Eliza, she's a, um, she's a Gen Z. So, you know, the, the younger generation is always looking for those apps. Um, I don't use any apps either. Um, Grammarly, I know I have installed in my, um, you know, my desktop and it is a godsend, you know, in terms of, you know, catching mistakes that I didn't think I would make, but there they are. I'm like, oh my goodness! Like when I'm writing copy, I'm like, I did make a mistake here. Good thing I have Grammarly installed, and it integrates with everything, social media, um, you know, your Microsoft Mm -hmm. Office. So to me, I think you know, Grammarly is is really worth your time. That's free. You know, it's like it's just a plugin. So to me, I feel like you know, take that, Mm -hmm. take advantage of that. If if you do a lot of work on your desktop. Um, I'm sure they probably have uh, an app. So if you're doing any, oh, sure. you know, any uh, writing on your on your phone, which a lot of people do, uh, you know, that's certainly helpful as well.
1: Yeah, I used I've used Scrivener to edit a couple books a couple of times. It's it's a decent um, software program if you're editing. Whether it would well for proofreading, it would work because that's what I used it for basically. But um, honestly, like I said, I i mean, I started out, you know, my first editing job, I was 16 and I was working in a newspaper room. And that was way back, almost before computers. So, you know, we edited old school.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. that's how I came up as well. Well, Christine, thank you so much for your time today. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you?
1: um the easiest that well i'm on facebook all the time so you can always find me there and i'm in multiple groups i have a group called um women in garment decoration if you're female come join us um uh, there's the women in business page there's my personal profile you can find me in the applicant getaway group which is called on my way to the getaway you can find me in the lenny pinney group um any of those would work <laughs> or you can come to my website christineshreve.com and you can get in touch with me there.
0: Awesome, so any final thoughts about proofing and editing?
1: Just do it, I think is the main thing. Please take that extra minute and make sure that you have gotten your message crafted correctly. Because a lot of people want social media to do a lot, but they don't wanna put a lot of effort into it. It's right. worth the effort, let's let's just say that.
0: Right, And you, and you'll be thankful that you that don't you make did. any mistakes, you know, you get yep. the messaging right the first time. Yep. All right, Christine, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. We'll see you next time on The Social Angle.